TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. It's 10.07 WTIC News Talk 1080, Will Marotti Show. This is your host, Will Marotti. Matt Sorais, our master of ceremonies, faithfully monitoring the progress of the show and answering your calls, 800-966-9842-860-522-9842. Gosh, there's always so much going on, and and then you wonder, seriously, do people really think this way? Are there there folks out there that, that... even consider some of these things. I, I, I don't know. It's just so, um, and, and then there's just ridiculous. And, and, and Jazz Shaw is the weekend editor for hotair.com where you should check every day for news, by the way, hotair.com. And, uh, he covers it all. He covers the, the serious things. He covers the dumb things. He covers the really things. He covers all of it. And joining us now, uh, happily, uh, <laughs> hurting our good friend, Jazz Shaw. Jazz, welcome back to the show. Brother Will, how you doing, my friend? Good, good, good. Let's let's start first with the wait a minute uh, topics. Um, I watched I watched the sentencing last week of Jesse Smollett, and I watched that judge go up one side of him and down the other, and they made all kind of motions to get him to not have to serve what was sentenced to be the first part of his term, 150 days in jail, part of the three year uh, probation period. And uh, and he turned motion after motion down to 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 let him you know, go out on bail, and now I see I see he's out already. What, what what's the deal? Yeah, uh, is that, that is the deal. <laughs> that that's the entire deal, really. Yeah, yeah. Went to the appeals court and said uh, all sorts of things. <laughs> Excuse me, I'm not in my best voice today. I'm sorry. Um, yeah, they, they went in and claimed that. Uh, He's uh, got some medical condition that makes him more at risk for COVID, so it's too risky to have him in there. Uh, they said that the sentence was excessive and the judge had been unfair and just went, went down a laundry list of things, and they turned around. I, I guess the big argument was it's going to take more than 150 days for the appeal to go through yeah. and be finalized, so he's going to wind up serving the whole sentence even if the appeals court agrees that he shouldn't. So oh, well. I, I don't know how good of an argument that is. That happens to people all the time, you know? I mean, I don't I don't get it. Uh, you know, first he's, he's in court. I, I watched it live in court, and 
Jesse's saying, I'm not going to kill. I'm not suicidal. He said it like three or four times. I'm not suicidal. If I go to jail and I get killed, it's not me. I didn't do it, right? Then the next day, you see, he's on watch because he's suicidal. Then I, you know, then he's making all these appeals after the, the judge turned down at least a half a dozen motions in the courtroom the day of the sentencing. And he ends up getting in front of a, a judge that's sympathetic to the cause, I guess. I, I don't know. It was. It, do you know if it was a single judge? It was a panel. What? The, <coughs> no, it was a three-panel judge, and and three two uh, two voted in favor of uh, letting him out while the appeal goes through. Yeah. Um, but I, I I really think that the judge wouldn't have come down on him so hard mm-hmm. if he had shown one ounce of remorse or said, Contrition. "Okay, I shouldn't have done it," you know, yeah, and yeah. I'm I'm sorry. He probably. You know, no no priors or anything. He probably could have gotten off with maybe no jail time or maybe like yeah, 30 yeah, days. I think the yeah. judge did it because he just kept, oh, you know, you've clearly been shown to be guilty. Yes. And, you know, we've got this ton of evidence, and you're still sitting there insisting that you're being uh, railroaded by a bunch of racists. And I think the judge just fed up with it. No, I think he was he was at his wit's end with it. And uh, But what what what's baffling to me is his, his, again, I think he said it three times. In his comments, the judge asked me any comments. He came back and he said, I'm not suicidal, I'm not suicidal. Now it says, I'm looking at another article, free, please forgive me, this isn't on hot air, maybe you did have it in there, but it says that he was even kept in a psychiatric bed in restraint. Well, if right. he's not so, suicidal and, and he's fine, why is he in a psychiatric you know, care unit being restrained? It's just, well, I'm uh, not going to try to make an argument the guy's not at least a little crazy, but... Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he he did four days in the psychiatric unit and then got cut loose from there after just four days. Maybe he was cured, I don't know. Mm -hmm. And uh, then he was put out in the general population for two days, and then he walked. And, Uh you know, if if the courts keep going in the same direction, then that may be all he ever does. Well, it's it's sad. It's sad to see these kind of things happen. But that's in the... That's in the really kind of is are you are you serious um, category? Let's go to this. This is far more serious than I just saw it this morning. Well, I actually just published it this morning, uh, and it's far more serious. The fact that Biden may remove the uh, Revolutionary Guard, which is kind of the the SS troop of of, of Iran, m- remove them from the terror watch list. I mean, they they've certainly proven themselves to be pretty bad people. And uh, they've been on that terror list for a while. And, but why would Biden take them off? Because Russia wants them taken off. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so we're in yeah. the middle of watching Russia invade another sovereign country and destroy it. But they're somehow brokering the deal that he wants with Iran, yeah. who doesn't even seem to be interested in any sort of a deal. Yeah. And... <laughs> And that's that's what they're putting on the table. Well, maybe they'll sign the deal if you take the uh, Revolutionary Guard off the terror watch list. And well, what, what else do they want? They're they're they want thinking to... about it. <laughs> I, I mean, it's first of all the fact that we've got Russia negotiating on our behalf with Iran because Iran won't talk to us. I don't know this is true. I heard this is true that it's so bad that we have to like pass notes. To, to other government representatives, and they pass the notes to Iran, and then Iran passes notes back to these other government representatives, and they pass them to our guys because they won't talk yeah. to us? I mean, this is – and so we have Russia who looking out for our best interests in a nuclear treaty? Apparently so. Yeah, we, we that, that's another one in the category of are you kidding me? You know, <laughs> I, I don't even know how this process got started. If they didn't want to talk to us, we – 
I see no reason we have to talk to them. But Joe Biden is just so desperate to get that deal back in place that was put in place originally under Obama. Yeah. And Trump walked away from because it was such a garbage deal and the Iranians were just violating it all the time anyway. Right. You know. But he wants it back and we're talking about the same Iran that pulled all the monitoring cameras out of their <laughs> nuclear facility. Right. They right. shut them all down. The uh, IAEA, uh, the International Monitoring Group, mm-hmm. they, for a while they had cameras in there. They probably couldn't see everything, but at least they could get some idea of what was going on. It's, it, they've gone totally dark for years. And uh, what are they going to offer? Okay, we'll put some of the cameras back in. I don't, I, don't, I don't see what we get out of this. I don't see what the world gets out of this. Well, so far, I mean, I, I don't see what we get out of anything that Biden, Biden's done. I, don't, I, I can't name a single policy. I'm sure there's probably one, but I can't name a single policy that I think that that Joe Biden administration has put into play that has helped the American people. It's like it's like slap in the face, slap in the face, slap in the face, one just after another, and no uh, no care for you know they talk about how much they care about working people. I mean, it's just just it's just a total sham. It just couldn't be anything farther from the truth. If you well, cared well, about working people, all the drilling permits. That's worked out pretty well. Yeah. What'd you pay for gas this week? Well, that's what I'm saying. You know, it, it, and and th- thankfully, thankfully, it's, there's been a little bit of a pause in the uh, in in the rates increase, and that's only because the speculators are are calming down. I mean, people people don't understand what causes these things to happen, but. As soon as, as soon as Biden, executive order number one, I'm not sure if it was, but I think it was close. As soon as he canceled construction of the XL pipeline, prices started rising. And they're trying to make it all sound like it's Putin. And that's just a bald-faced lie. We already had inflation before Putin. We had rising gas prices, energy prices before Putin. All these things were already in play. Did, did Putin put them on steroids? Absolutely. But it was all happening under Joe Biden's watch before Putin invaded Ukraine. And, and That's absolutely true. And, and by the way, you're, you're very right, because I cover energy policy. I'm like the guy who does that for our site. Mm-hmm. And I think there are a lot of people, including probably Joe Biden, who don't really understand how the oil market works. Yeah. Nobody buys oil. It, it's not possible. You don't buy oil. Mm-hmm. You buy oil futures. Right. That's that's what you buy. You you pay a price that you think the price is going to be like 60 to 90 days from now. Mm-hmm. And then that's what you pay and your oil gets delivered. Now, if the oil price goes up a lot higher than what you estimated, you made a good deal. If the oil price drops, then you got screwed. But that's still what you're paying. Right. You know, it's right. oil futures. So when you spook <laughs> the market, yeah, the price goes up. Well, and, and I had said something like that a few weeks ago, and I said, you know, it's the Wall Street guys, right? And some guy just sends me an email, just tearing me to shreds. You don't even know what you're talking about. Blaming Wall Street for oil prices. Yeah, <laughs> because that's how it works. But I, people are just so dumb. They just, you know, and, and if you're not sure, check it out. Look it up. You know, just don't go st- start throwing this, this hail of bullets at me because I said something you disagree with. Oh, and by the way, I'm right. But um, that's neither nor there. Um, well, even even Wall Street works the same way as the oil market, if you think about it. Because yeah. how often do you see oh the stock market went up today on investor enthusiasm, or yeah, it, it yeah, yeah, went yeah. down today on a, on a rumor that uh, somebody was going to invade Bolivia? What's that got to do with the value of a share of General Electric? Yeah. Nothing, right? You know, and the the price can drop like ten percent in one day. That that doesn't mean 
that the company is literally worth 10% less, has 10% fewer employees and products and stock and all that stuff. You know, none of that changed. Mm-hmm. And it's the, the stock market really, it's a lot more like Vegas than it is any actual <laughs> investment scenario. It's more art than science for sure. Yeah. Well, and I, and I said this, we had the other day, we had the president of the Connecticut Retailer, so, uh, Gasoline Retailer Association on. And I said to him, so if I understand this correctly, are you saying that the price of gas today has less to do with the price of gas or the price of oil and more to do with the crystal balls? He goes, that's exactly right. That's exactly right. Yep. It's all, it's all, you know, then they're like, oh, you shouldn't make, you shouldn't make decisions based on emotion. Well, what do you think Wall Street traders do? What do you think traders, they're, they're doing on emotion. There's, there's, you know, it's just, gosh, it drives me crazy. Um, people just don't understand. All right. Let me talk about this for a second. This, this is frightening. Um, I mean, do you really think, you got this article from yesterday. Do you really think. I'm, I'm asking on a personal bit level. Do you really think Putin would be that devilish, uh, maniacal to to launch what's you know air quotes tactical nuclear weapon? Is, is that even really a possibility? Do you suppose? If you'd asked me six months ago, I'd have said zero chance. Right. No right. chance. Right. Because we lived a long time under the theory of mutually assured destruction. It's worked mm-hmm. out very well. Yeah. Um, today, I I still don't think it's likely, but I I would say it's a non-zero chance. Yeah. It it it's a percentage possibility. Um, the guy does seem to be deranged. Mm-hmm. Uh, he I don't know if he's really thinking rationally anymore. Like maybe the isolation he's been in through the pandemic. A lot of people have speculated it kind of you know affected his senses, and he is getting up in years. Mm-hmm. You know. So yeah. that that could be a factor too, but yeah, if I, I think he firmly believed this war was going to be over in like three days, everybody was just going to you know. I thought it was going to be over in three days. Me too. I'm saying to myself, how could how could anybody withstand the Russian army the size of of Ukraine? Right? How could anybody? And and clearly, Ukraine is kicking some butt. Yeah, they are, but that's also the problem because I I I don't know if Vladimir Putin is mentally in a headspace right now where he could accept the idea of defeat or even not getting fully what he wanted. And if he stays bogged down much longer and if Mm -hmm. he loses, he's lost what four generals now and anywhere from seven to 12,000 troops, like three times the losses the Ukrainians have taken, including civilians. Mm -hmm. Um, If this drags on too much longer and he starts running out of steam and it looks like he might fail. Yeah. I, I think there is a measurable percentage chance that he might light off a tactical nuke, maybe not over a population center, maybe yeah. over the Black Sea, maybe in a more rural area where there aren't that many people, just sort of as a demonstration, a show of power and go, hey, time to surrender or the next one's going to be over Kiev, mm-hmm. you know, and would that work? Uh, possibly. But that just that changes the whole world right there. As soon as somebody lights off the first nuke, yeah, that's what happens it. next? Right. Who's going to you know? respond? I, I scared my staff to death yesterday. We were having a staff meeting yesterday afternoon. And I said, guys, I just want you to realize, if, if this goes nuclear, the war, here in Connecticut, we're toast. Because you know they're going to go after Pratt Whitney. You know they're going to go after the shipyard, the submarine base. And you know they're going to go after Sikorsky. So if, if we only got hit by three nuclear missiles... You know, we may not have gotten blown up particularly in those blasts, but there's nowhere to hide. There's nowhere to run from the fallout. You know, we're gonna 
we're gonna we're all gonna go and i i don't know what i, I maybe i shouldn't have said it because they all look like they were scared when i said it I, I thought it was obvious but um people don't realize that this that this is this is so you know they have that nuclear clock you, you know what i'm talking about right and the nuclear clock yeah, moves clock. based on how close we are to doomsday i wonder where that is right now i haven't checked it but oh man, I, this is they, this they gotta be as bad it. as I think thursday or friday yeah they they haven't moved it it's still like uh, 20 seconds to midnight or something. <laughs> I mean, this has to be as bad as the Cuban Missile Crisis, right? I mean, there's probably not been a time in our lifetime that that we've come this close to the brink. I, I don't, I don't yeah. remember one. I mean, maybe there could have been, but I, I just... It, it, no, not like, really even during the Cold War. I mean, the Cold War always stayed pretty cold, right? You know, it was... Yeah, yeah. There were always threats. There was saber rattling, arms races, things like that. But now we have, you know, an actual war. We have a hot war going on right now. Right. Um, there's, yeah, anybody that calls it anything other than that is lying to themselves. Right. And, but, yeah, and we already had, uh, I just saw this morning, some of the drones had, that the Russians have have gone off course and landed in Poland, oh. you know. <laughs> so we're getting closer and closer to where somebody in a NATO country dies. And when that happens, that's Article 5, yep. you know. An attack yeah, but, on one is an attack on all. But does Biden you know? honor Article 5? That's the question. Does Biden have the intestinal fortitude, um, the character? Uh, part of me seriously doubts that, but he has at least said the words. Yeah. You know, he claims and has said repeatedly that we will fight to defend every inch of NATO territory. So okay. he's, he's saying the right things. Uh, whether he would actually do it, you know, that, and I wouldn't want to be in his shoes. If Russia lights off a nuke, do we want to light off a nuke? Um, well, I, even you if know, it's I, oh over the water, because I, I would hope if there's a retaliation from NATO to a nuke, maybe at least initially it would be a conventional one, just some really heavy bombardment, taking out a bunch of their troops, all mm -hmm. their hardware, yeah. all that stuff, you know, and that might be enough to either get Putin to back down or to say, well, screw it, I'm just going to launch everything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, you know, the thing is, we've got we've do. got more more nuclear submarines and all all armed with. But again, I mean, I don't think anybody wins, in, even a, a limited nuclear uh, engagement. I don't think anybody wins that war. I think that's a that's a lose lose, and Putin's a lose lose guy. Hey, I just want to finish up with this. I don't think you wrote about this, but I heard about it last night, and 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 John Sexton has an article about it. It's funny that what's going on in CNN. You got you got Chris Cuomo who gets booted off the show. Because he's he's feeding Andrew with inside info. Now you got Lemon apparently suing Cuomo, or Cuomo suing Lemon, and, and as it turns out, Lemon was feeding Jesse Smollett inside info. And these guys were all buddy buddy, big bromance on TV, but really coming to find out they hated each other, and now they're going after each other. I mean, is, how funny is that? Yeah, I, I think they put a smiling face on for everybody most of the time. But that's not the first story we've heard that Chris Cuomo was causing problems, and a lot of people didn't like the fact that he was even working there at all. Oh, really? Okay. And a lot of them were embarrassed <laughs> yeah. by the fact that he was allowed to bring his brother on and do interviews with him repeatedly. Yeah. You know, he's interviewing the governor, who's also his brother. I mean, if you're an actual journalist, and I think they still have some over there, you know, you, you got to look at that and go – 
Man, I really don't like having my name associated with this network. There's a conflict. Oh, there's a, gosh, I don't know. Just, just it's, funny how, it's funny how they eat their own, you know. They just turn on each other after a while. It's the circular firing squad, so I like it. Um, hey, thanks for coming on, as always. Keep up the great work. I enjoy writing what you have to uh, what you have to say, reading what you have to say, and I know our folks do as well. So thank you, Jazz Shaw, Weekend Editor at HotAir dot com. Have a good weekend, my friend. Take care, sir. All right, we are going to take a break. We're going to come back. A couple of commercials: 800-966-9842-860-522-9842. Then open phone lines. The rest of this the program here on the Thursday edition of the Will Marotti Show. Wow, 10.39. Time flies when you're having fun. 800-966-9842-860-522-9842, the numbers. And uh, we'll also set up, after the next commercial break, we'll set up for the Between Round Bagel. Last caller of the day, Between Rounds Bagel, Delhi Bakery in Manchester, South Windsor, Vernon, and Tallinn. Let's go to uh, Brian in Plainville. Hi, Brian. What's on your mind? Hey, how are you doing today? Good. How are you? Good. I just wanted to, uh, there was three initial reactions I had back when the Ukraine invasion started, and I held off on calling and saying anything because I wanted to see if my opinion would change, and I want to see what you think. Okay. The Republicans and Democrats alike fight for the sovereignty of the Ukrainian border. They don't care that they don't seem to care about our border. I don't understand that, <laughs> and nobody's putting pressure on them about that. That's number one. You're right. You're right. The second thing, and this really bothered me, Zelensky was referred to by Putin as a Nazi, and conservative media, liberal media, Republicans and Democrats were up in arms and just couldn't believe that kind of language. Well, half of our country and media called half of our country Nazis. And so, I mean, I don't understand how they can get away with this. And then the third thing, the the bill that we've been sold by our government is that we need to worry about Putin not just taking Ukraine, but to continue going on in Europe. Mm-hmm. If that was really the case, wouldn't it be smart for the Europeans to have gotten together before it beefed up the military in Ukraine if they were really that worried, rather than like Poland saying, yeah, we don't want to get our hands on this. You can send the jets in. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it makes a lot more sense. If it's based on Europe being taken over, that they step up. Because we get in this, what do you think the odds are China comes in? Well, I mean, um, yeah, I, I think I think China's waiting. I think China sees how weak we are. We're not responding like like the, the people we could be and should be responding like. And I think they're they're probably Taiwan's next. I mean, I, I, I think we're going to have a lot of problems in the next year. And what are we going to do? Are we going to fight and we're going to be as steadfast against Taiwan as we are with the Ukraine? Supposed to be. I mean, don't Taiwan. we have a treaty to protect Taiwan, or am I wrong on that? We're supposed, to, we're supposed to protect Taiwan, and we're supposed to protect NATO countries. I don't know if Biden has the stomach to do either. Right, before I leave, I just wanted to say one thing I haven't heard a lot. The people, do they know in 1994, Bill Clinton had a treaty and arranged for the Ukrainians to send all their 6,000 nukes back to Russia yes. with the promise that we would protect them? Yep. Now, yep. here, do promises from different administrations 25, 30 years down the road that proved to be horrible, do we have to defend that? 
Well, I mean, I, I, if it's a treaty and, and there's not a you know expiration date on it, yeah, we're supposed to honor all these things. Uh, um, that's that's tough by administration to administration, the way this country's gotten polarized. Well, it's, it's, you know, because we, it used to be we would have some minor differences on foreign policy, but the way we are now, I mean, this is like, it's so vastly different how, for instance, Trump would be handling these things versus how Biden handling these things. So, yeah, so if Biden's going to make an arrangement, you know, you don't want to be handcuffed to it. And then, of course, they feel the same way about anything that Trump did. They don't want to be handcuffed to it. So they don't want to. It's it's just it's just a real uh, it's a real mess and it's and it's unfortunate that uh, you know and, and and in 1994 by the way it wasn't called a treaty it was called I think a memorandum. Okay, so, so that it's so not binding. Is it is it binding or not? I don't know. We signed it. <laughs> it oh, okay. I don't I know. Mean, I guess uh, then if that's that's what it is, then we should be going full bore instead of half. I mean, if that's uh, if our country's going to stand by their word, I don't agree with it. But if that's what they decided to do. Brian, don't you think if we would have been stronger on the sanctions before the invasion, if we would have sent uh, weapon systems in there before the invasion, don't you think we could have headed this thing off at the pass? You know, I honestly think, and not to bring up former President Trump, I think the way to have handled Putin would have been, listen, we're going to get you rich. Your country is going to get a ton of money putting your oil and natural gas out there. We're going to make a deal. We're not going to think about putting Ukraine in NATO for 10 years as long as you don't enter. Yeah, yeah. And you could have cut the negotiation. You could have really put a lot of pressure on them. I think so now, but but that's why if you're going to use deterrence, you have to make sure you use them before they go in because then they're not deterrence. You're just responding. Deterrence. You're you're penalizing somebody after the fact. Exactly, exactly. Brian, thanks a lot for your time. Have a good one. Thank you for your points. Uh, let us go to, um, Newington and Mike, Mike, welcome to the show. Yeah. Good morning. Thanks for taking my call. Yes, sir. I want to go back to something you said earlier about capitalism. Mm-hmm. You, know, you believe everybody's entitled to make as much money as they can. Legally, ethically, I, and morally. I agree with that a hundred percent. I'm, I'm a lifelong Democrat. I consider myself to be a moderate yeah. and I do believe in capitalism. Now, uh, legally, ethically, and morally, how does that apply to Donald Trump? Well, I I don't know that he's done anything illegal. While he was president, I don't know that he's done anything immoral. And um, I think I don't know that he's done anything unethically while he's president. Well, not while while he was president, maybe, but what about before he was president? I I can't speak to him before, and and quite quite frankly, no one else can either because he wasn't president before. Well, evidence evidence is beginning to show that all of those three items that you said do, do not apply to him. He's done a lot of illegal things in his business world. He has no ethics. And, and biblically, I don't know if he's ever been to church. Well, he's been he's been to church. church. I mean, there's no question about that. But let me let me say this, Mike. I mean, all these things are allegations. They have been doing lawsuit after lawsuit after lawsuit, and they get dropped. They get dropped. They get dropped. They talk about his tax returns. This is the thing that's baffling. I don't understand why people can't understand this. They talk about his tax problems. Well, they want him to release tax returns. That means he filed for taxes. That means they were reviewed by the IRS. Now, do you not think if five years ago, eight years ago, ten years ago, Trump had done something wrong by 
filing his taxes, do you not think the IRS would have gone after him? And they never did. So these well, are all allegations, just like the Trump-Russia collusion nonsense that has now proven to be totally false, and only Hillary Clinton was colluding with the Russians. Okay, so a lot of these things are allegations. But again, I'm going by while he was president, and while he was president, I don't believe anything morally, ethically, or biblical was, okay. was violated. I agree with, I re, I agree with that, that while he was president. But uh, another, I, can speak to. I can't speak to I mean, everybody's done things wrong in the past. I mean, we all have stuff we wish we hadn't done. All, all of us have said, done things we wish we hadn't done, said things we wish we hadn't said, or didn't do things we wish we had have done, should have done. I mean, everybody's got a past. You know, I can't speak he, to he that. He does them to the nth degree, though. Another, well, another yeah. quick item. He's not a choir boy. Chain. I'll, I'll no. agree with you. <laughs> another quick item. Yeah. Supply chain problem. Yes, sir. I contend that we do not have a supply chain problem. What we have is a everything is made overseas problem. Well, I agree with that. Yeah. Yeah, I, 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 wish I agree. The, I wish the media and politicians would stop referring to it as a supply chain problem. It's a, it's a, everything is made overseas problem. Um, I think that's part of it. I think, well, clearly if we were making more stuff here, we wouldn't have to count on outside shipping. Right. So yeah, I think a lot of the problem is, is self-made, but I mean, it is what it is and now we're dealing with it, but I agree with you. If, if we're making more things, like if we're making medicine in the United States, if we were making, uh, microchips in the United States, we wouldn't be having nearly the problem we're having now. Absolutely. I, agree. I totally agree with you. Absolutely. Mike, thanks for the call. Uh, 800-966-9842, 860-522-9842. Let's take one call before the break. We'll go to Windsor and James. James, welcome to the show. Hi, good morning, Pastor. Thank you for taking my call. Um, I wanted to make several statements. First one is the mullet um, situation. Mm -hmm. I used to see a young lady that was in the uh, celebrity limelight, mm -hmm. and she used to basically state that a lot of times these celebrities, they would do, like, erratic things because their, their numbers are low mm -hmm. and um, their public relations people would tell them that, you know, they're, they're, they're under the radar. Mm -hmm. And they would do those weirdest things to get back in the media limelight. And then their popularity would blow up. With, with this mullet situation, um, he, he got a slap on the wrist. He, he started to have a tantrum in the courts. And the, the people who control, like, uh, his destiny made a phone call to certain and called into certain friends, and he got off. Hello? Yes. Yeah, no, I, oh, I, oh, I see I'm what you're sorry. saying. I, I thought yeah. I dropped you. No, no, no. I, I'm listening. I'm listening. Oh, you know, yeah. But, yes. But why is, it, why is it celebrities can act like wackos and not be penalized for it, but if regular just you and me act like wackos, we get penalized for it? Why, oh, I don't, yeah. You know, again, double standard. It drives me crazy. Yeah, especially if you jump the turnstile in New York, they basically lock you up. But uh, he used to get you for spitting on the curb or something or dropping a cigarette butt. But celebrities, for some, she used to tell me that when celebrities would do the weirdest things like shoplift or get into a fight and, and all of a sudden they're in the media press and all of a sudden they get all these job offerings. It's, it's really ironic. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. you know, I, again, celebrities get to do stuff regular people don't get to do just because they're somehow celebrities. And, and uh, you know, it's it's unfortunate because I think everybody should have to follow the same rules. I think everybody should have to follow the same laws. Um, but for some reason, the celebrities don't. So, 
and politicians. And politicians. One more thing. Yeah. Basically, um, when Putin was like surrounding Ukraine and mm-hmm. he was calling it a, a military exercise, yeah. we should have been shipping MiGs and telling them it was um, military exercise. Military exercise. You're absolutely right. We, we're so <laughs> slow on the draw to that, James. We completely, oh, yeah. and, and we the, completely the, blew the it. The people that, that are against America is watching every step. Yeah, like the Chinese. Yeah, no, we're uh, we're in a very bad everybody. place right now. Very All right, bad thank place. you, sir. Have James, a good day. thanks for your call. Appreciate it. All right, going to take a break. We come back. We're going to set up for the between rounds bagel last caller of the day. 800-966-9842-860-522-9842. If you get, if you get to be the last caller of the day, you get a dozen bagels free for six months, courtesy of Between Rounds Bagel. Great, great gift. You'll love them. They're delicious. We'll be right back. This is it, N56. We've got time for maybe uh, two calls. So if uh, if you want to jump in, now's the time to do it, 800-966-9842-860-522-9842 as we set up for the between round bagel last caller of the day. Um, tomorrow is Friday, which means it's all, uh, it's first time caller Friday. And that means uh, if you've thought about calling the program in the past, you'd like to call, maybe been a little afraid, which is understandable. Um, this is your day. You call in, you talk to Matt, Matt walks you the process, and then Matt indicates to me on my giant call computer screen that you are a first-time guest and, and I give you preferential treatment. So that's tomorrow. And also tomorrow's kind of cleanup. We go through stories that we didn't have a chance to cover more thoroughly or at all during the week. Of course, current topics are always available. And then and then your calls. So um, tomorrow's going to be a fun day and it's a good day and we'll have a beautiful day. Oh, my gosh. It's going to be maybe 72 tomorrow. It's going to be so nice. So that would be wonderful. And, uh, you know, the, things are always happening. There's always new stuff going on, obviously. And so we're um, we're conscious of that. We want to stay current. And, uh, and again, it's your show. It's your show. We, we want you to be uh, feeling free to call in and, and discuss topics. I think we're going to have a little more discussion about Richard Blumenthal for sure tomorrow. So... Anybody that knows Richard, you might want to ask him to tune in. And if you'd like to call in and defend himself, that's fine. Uh, <laughs> oh gosh, I don't know. It's been a it's been a crazy week. It's been a crazy week, and uh, for, in a lot of ways, it's been a difficult week for a lot of folks. A lot of folks going through some illness right now and struggling, and um, it, it's never uh, it's never without you know ev- you never know where people are at. I guess is is my point. You never know what um struggles they're going through you never know what problems they're having encountering and you know people sometimes won't even tell you that you have things going oh it's great well it's not great and uh, if you don't have any plans this weekend i'd love to see you come out to uh, visit us at new life church worship with us we have services uh, in-person services at 8 30 10 15 and uh great music great food hopefully good uh, good inspiring teaching from the scripture we have safe, loving child care. And, uh, and then we have a virtual service at 1015, which we broadcast on uh, YouTube or Facebook. And that's New Life Church CT, the handle for those. But if you like more information about church, you'd like to come out, go to www.newlifechurchct.com. Uh, 
Love to see you, Matt. Thanks a lot. Great, great job today. Appreciate it. And uh, enjoy uh, or stay dry. A little, little damp and rainy today. Stay dry. Stay warm. Looking forward to tomorrow. Looking forward to seeing you guys. Love you guys. See you tomorrow morning at 9 o'clock. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com.